0: when the holy spirit moves in our life uh, we can't point to why it moves or how it moves or, or where it comes from because the spirit is like the wind you don't know the color of the wind but you know it's moving because of of of, of how it how you feel you can see the wind moves because of what it does to a tree And the direction of the wind. And when the Spirit moves, it changes our lives, it transforms our lives. And people are able to boldly share what God is doing in their lives. You have heard a testimony of a fine young woman whom the Spirit of the Lord has called out of darkness. Her life is a miracle. And you have heard from her how she has experienced so much abuse in her life. And when she has lost all hope, it was God that reached out to her and bring her out of darkness into the marvelous light. We are on the series of the beginning of the church and the movement of the Holy Spirit. And today we want to look at the manifestation of the Holy Spirit from the book of Acts in Acts chapter 5. Why is the presence and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit vital and essential for us and for the church? And we're going to look at why it is vital in the book of Acts. If you have your Bible, you can turn to the book of Acts or you can follow me as I read for you or you can follow our church app and look at the outlines. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about an idea or an influence. We're not talking about a concept. We're talking about a real person that wants to have relationship with you and with us. It is not far removed from you. Just as close as your breath is, the Holy Spirit is close to you. But how does that manifest in our daily life? And as a pastor of a church of this church. Sometimes I cannot share everything to you, but during the week, every day life happens. I was talking to one of our members here, talking about how to get through the day. How is God near to him and how we are encountering God during the day and the struggle and challenges. He said to me, one of the greatest struggle in my life had been that my I lost my second child. And he lived for a day. I say, how do you get through that? How do you get over the pain? You see, you never really get over it. But by prayer. By reading the word of God. I was talking to another member. Because of my divorce. I spiraled down to the bottom. And I was addicted to heroin. How do, you, how do you take care of that? How do you come out of that? It's by God's mercy, praying, reading the Word of God. I was talking to another guy who had been homeless for 36 years. They said, How, how, how do you overcome those things? And she, he just got an apartment this February, last February. 36 years homeless. But I've kept my eyes on the Lord and I believe that He will do something for me. And by prayer and by reading the Word of God. How is the Spirit of God manifesting in your life? Where can we see the Spirit of God manifesting in our life? Where is He present in your life? Do we sense His movement? Do we sense that he is interested and totally interested in our life. I'm still talking and praying with a young man who was not a believer. He came to this church not as a believer, but the wife was a believer. The wife forced him and kind of dragged him here. Yeah, but the wife is not no longer in fellowship with God. And he, she has left him. And now he is back. Coming to God and coming regularly. And he's trusting the Lord that God will do something for his life. Where can he sense the presence and the movement of Holy Spirit? Life is happening every day, my friends. Life happens to us every day. Some people are having life changing events right now. People are moving out of this place, they have lost their job. They don't know what to do next. Life is happening every day. And how can we make sense of the Holy Spirit present in our life? How can we say that we are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit of God? And Acts chapter 5 has great lessons for us this morning. And we are going to look at why is the presence and manifestation of the Holy Spirit essential. The main points on why the Holy Spirit manifested in Acts chapter 5, these are the main points. One, the Holy Spirit reveals the truth and exposes the counterfeit. That's one. The second one is, the Holy Spirit reveals God has power over demonic power. And uh, here another one is that the Holy Spirit reveals the wisdom of God over the demonic wisdom, or the wisdom of the world. And the Holy Spirit reinforces The Great Commission. This you'll find in reading Acts chapter 4. And I'll bring uh, some four main application at the end. As we look at this chapter. So in in Acts chapter 5 verse 11. Let me begin with this. The word of God say, So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Now let's stay at the great fear. And also, uh, who heard these things. The great fear is predicated by who heard these things. There was an event that happened. So the great fear was predicated by the event. So let's look at the event, right? What is Megaluno, great fear? It's mega, mega fear upon all the church. This is the first time it is recorded. That's why we say the beginning of the church. We have the advantage of more than 2,000 years to look back. But for the church, this is the first experience of how the Spirit worked in the congregation, in the assembly. So for the first time, great fear came upon all the church. It's not just a group of disciples. But all the church in Jerusalem. What was their great fear? God had moved. Let's go back to the event. What was the event? In Acts chapter 5. There was a young couple. And their names were Ananias and Sapphira. What had happened was. Ananias and Sapphira decided at home. That we're going to sell. their. Let's sell our possession. Our land. And give the proceeds to the apostle. We'll give the money to the apostle so they can use for the ministry of the kingdom of God. The problem is both of them decided to keep a portion of the money for themselves. Now it would have been okay if they decide in the beginning to say, okay, we'll sell the land and we'll give 50% of it and give 50%. If they were honest about it, it would have been okay. The problem was, they make it appear like they were giving 100% to the apostles. How did this happen? It happened in the previous incident where Barnabas had quite a bit of land and he sold his land and gave everything. The profit to the apostle to say, use this. When the people saw the generosity of Barnabas, Ananias and Sapphira wanted the adulation and the applause of the people to say, oh, these are great couple. These are generous couple. They were not doing it for the glory of God. They were doing it for self-glorification. So when Ananias and Sapphira brought the money, and put it on the feet of apostle. In this case Peter. Peter pointed the money and said. Is this all of it? And Ananias said. Yes it is all of it. Three hours later. Sapphira came. And Peter said again. Is this all the money? And she said yes. This is all the money. The tragedy is lying to God. And Peter said, you have lied to God. And on that day, both the husband and wife died, and they buried them on that day. This is the great event that predicates the fear. Now when we talk about fear, it's not the terror. It's not a terrorizing fear. This is loving fear. In the Bible... Love and fear were identical. The love for God and the fear of God was identical. We are talking about the reverent fear. We are not talking about the dark fear here. That this loving fear of God filled the church. Because why? He was able, the spirit was able to reveal the truth over the counterfeit. Now, this is very important for us, and I want to stay on this thought, because in our days today, uh, truth is relative. We have normalized lying. It's not a big deal to lie. We are desensitized from lying, and we don't know what truth and lies is, and it doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter to the church. It should matter to the uh, First Baptist Church of Santa Clara, okay? And why the Spirit came to manifest Himself is here. When Satan comes or when the devil comes to you, he is not going to come and present darkness to you and say, take this darkness, it is light. No, he is going to counterfeit light for light. He is going to counterfeit compassion for compassion. He is going to counterfeit love for love. He is going to counterfeit truth for truth. For 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, Satan pretends himself to be the angel of light. See? He's not going to present a dark, stark contrast of truth. It will be like, did God say that you will die? That you will surely die? No, He didn't say that you will surely die. You will be like Him, knowing good and evil. That is the presentation, the package of the enemy to Adam and Eve. In this case, the devil is counterfeiting compassion and generosity through Ananias and Sapphira. And they were one of our own. They are one of our own. They were one of our own. They were giving to God that we were not able to see with our naked eyes. But the Holy Spirit is teaching the church to discern what is the truth and what is the counterfeit. In this case, the generosity of Sapphira and Ananias was a counterfeit because they they were giving to themselves. They were not giving to God. The problem is not the amount of the money. The problem is not how much you give. The problem was how they were giving it. It was the motive. And the Spirit of God was teaching the church to discern the counterfeit. That compassion can be counterfeited. That generosity can be counterfeited. Isn't that great? Now how do we know the counterfeit? How do we know that Satan has disguised himself to be the angel of light? We cannot know without the Word of God. So in Psalms 119 verse 11, what does he say? Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. There is no way we can protect ourselves from the onslaught of the enemy without the presence of the Holy Spirit and digging deep into the word of God. There is no way you can protect yourself and keep yourself from the work of the enemy and demonic powers without the help of the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to dig deep into the Word of God and to pray. It is not possible. Because our flesh will war against that. Our flesh is going to war against you to read the word and to pray and to fellowship with his people. So what is the counterfeit? Oh, God understands if you don't pray because you're so busy. He understands absolutely you're busy. God understands that if you don't come to church because you have been busy the whole week and you have to catch up with your housework. Right? Oh God absolutely understands if you are not giving for the work of the Lord. Because you have to take care of your own needs. God understands if you are not joining the life groups for your own physical growth because you have better things to do than go to a life group. See these are counterfeit that we normalized Not praying, not fellowshipping, not reading the word of God. And the spirit of the Lord comes and came and manifested himself to the church to divide what is truth and what is lies. And when they experienced the truth, the fear of the Lord came upon all the church. The fear of God is very important, my friends, because it's going to manifest itself in how you act and say to other people. When everything is going right, our faith is not challenged. Okay? When things are going our way, our faith is not challenged. But the moment something threatens you, threaten your convenience, threaten your status quo, it is how you react. It is what you say. That is going to determine your place and your walk with the Lord. So, maturity is not based on age. You could be a 70, 60 year old and behave like a 13 year old. Right? You react like a 13, 14 year old. Do your own members. People that you're worshiping and easily, readily taking and tearing them down. It's because we don't have the fear of God. It's because we don't have the loving fear of God. That we can easily throw our own brothers and sisters under the bus. This is why the Spirit came to manifest himself. So we can love one another and lift up one another. I cannot stress the importance of the fear of God. And through the hands of the apostle, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. See? Hear me out here this morning. You can be filled with the spirit of Satan. Or you can be filled with the spirit of God. In this case... Satan filled the spirit of Ananias. Just as he filled the heart of Judas. And to lie to the Holy Spirit. And give part of the price of the land for yourself. Why have you conceived? The Greek word for this one is to lay aside. It means conceived is lay aside. Actually the translation is lay aside. How apt it is. Right? That he laid aside portion of the money. How did you lay aside in your heart to do such things? You have not lied to men but to God. Then Ananias hearing these words fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. I pray this morning those who have ears will hear the word of God. And they were all in one accord in Solomon's Porch. I want to bring this up again, the importance of Solomon's Porch. Because this comes to the fellowship and assembly of people. You have heard often, people say, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to fellowship. I don't need to go to life group because I can do it on my own. Uh, I wish I were like them. As for me, I can't do it on my own. It has not been possible for me. I need you guys. I need to do this together. So, did the early church go to church? Yes, they went to church. They went to Solomon's porch regularly. In fact, I'm going to bring two things out here. Jesus preached regularly at Solomon's porch. If you read in John chapter 10, you will find that why did he chose Solomon's port? I'm going to remind you again, I did this in the... Uh, the second series. See, Solomon's porch is the eastern gate of the temple. It's the eastern gate of the temple. And in uh, Zechariah 14, when you read that the Messiah is going to come through the eastern gate. When he come back, he'll come on Mount Olive and enter, enter the temple to the eastern gate. Now, in Ezekiel 46, in fact, if you read from Ezekiel 41... To 46, it talks about the eastern gate. Who shuts the eastern gate? Who opens the eastern gate? And in 46, you find that the the prince of peace, that prince is going to come through the eastern gate. It was a prophecy of Ezekiel. Here we find Christ teaching at Solomon's porch regularly to everybody. And one of the questions that were asked by the people, do you know what it was? They were saying, "Are you the Christ?" Are you the Christ at Solomon's Porch? And what he said to the people was, My sheep hears my voice. My sheep hears my voice. And if they follow me, they will find life. And Christ was teaching the word of life and eternal life at Solomon's Porch. And the church was gathered together at Solomon's Porch to teach and preach Christ. So our gathering is important. Our gathering is important. To teach and preach Christ to people. Yet none, of, yet none of the rest dared join them. But the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes. Both men and women. Or women. When you go out there in the world. Do people esteem you highly because you fear God? They may not join you, but do people respect you for your faith? Respect you for the way you live your life? Respect your marriages? Do they respect your parenting? Do they respect your work ethics? And they say, these are great people that we can count on. They may not join you, but there could be a door or a window. For people to ask questions on why you are who you are. See, the wisdom in the world, I want to talk about this wisdom. We talk about the truth, separating lies and truth. It's also the pre... Uh, it, it's in the mind too. How our mind is shaped that controls our heart, our thoughts. It says here, Then the high priest rose up, in all those, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. This is the word jealousy, right? This is jealousy. Jealousy in Greek is the sound of a boiling water. The sound of a boiling water that boils over is the excitement of anger and rage at somebody. You know, it would be so interesting if there is a way we can measure this uh, jealousy, right, in a church. So if you're jealous of someone, suddenly you start bubbling, right? I mean, and you go, you wouldn't be able to go to, person, to, to face that person because you're jealous of him or her. Right? This jealousy is on jealous for God or jealous for the things of the world. It's the pursuit of the way of the world or pursuit of God. In this case, the Sadducees, in their wisdom, they did not, they did not believe what? The resurrection of the dead. And the disciples were teaching that there is resurrection of the death in Christ. This is the clash of wisdom. The wisdom of God and the demonic wisdom or the wisdom of the world. Two worlds here. And the disciples were teaching that Christ rose from the dead. And if you believe in Him, that you will have life. Now, the Sadducees rose up in anger like boiling water along with the Pharisees and they are charging in leading persecution of the disciples starting with Peter and John and now all the apostles. Now all the apostles. And this took me to James. And he says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of what? Of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. The wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Right? For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil things are there. The wisdom of the world is evil. There is confusion. When you, have, when you pursue the wisdom of the world, there is no humility. You're involved in sensual things. And there's confusion in your life. See, but the wisdom that is from above is first, what? Pure. And peaceable. And gentle. And willing to yield. Full of mercy and good truth. Without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness... Is sown in peace by those who make peace. The Holy Spirit manifests in our life when by peace, and that we are people of peace. So you separate the truth and the lies, and you pursue the wisdom of God that are pure and righteous, that bring peace. So we are we are blessed to be a peacemaker. Making peace with God and with the world. So why did the Holy Spirit manifest Himself? To separate truth and lies. To let us know what is the wisdom of the world. And the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is that we will have eternal life in Christ. That if we believe that He is the Son of God. That we will have eternal life. That is the wisdom of God. And God wants us to pursue that wisdom. Not the wisdom of the world. That is signified by the Sadducees here who did not believe in resurrection, who did not believe in angels, who did not believe that there's a spiritual world. And laid their hands on the apostle and put them in common prison. And the night the angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out. This is also, it manifested that yes, God's power is over the demonic power. We see that in Acts chapter 4. They were in prison. They have caught them in prison, all the apostles. But at night they came. They have said to them, We told you not to preach Christ. And you preached, we're going to put you in prison. But at night the angel of the Lord came and took them out and said to them, Go and teach the word of God at the temple. And people came in the morning. The doors are locked. The guards are there. Who were not there? The apostles were not there. It was the Spirit of God that let them out of prison. Amen? Yes. His power is amazing. Many of, uh, many of us are in personal prison today. Right? And Zechariah 9, in verse 12, is, it says, Come to the safety of the Lord, you prisoners of hope. For every pain you have gone through, I will give you a double blessing. For, For one pain you have experienced, I will give you two blessings. But you come out to the safety of the Lord. You come to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And how is that manifested in your life? That you are able to come out from the prison of your marriage in darkness. Finances. Your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend, significant ones. Your addiction to alcohol, your addiction to drugs, your addiction to pornography, your addiction to gambling, your addiction for waste of money. These are all prison that the enemy has locked us up. Your addiction to your own anxiety and depression. All the dark things, the cycle in your life that keeps going on, the vicious cycle. Because why? Because we are in the darkness and we blame God that we have been in darkness. Where in the first place? Where, where did we, how did we get into the darkness? It is because we wandered away from God. We have not read the Word of God, we have not prayed, we have not received the Holy Spirit, we have not been fellowshipping with God's people, we are not in relationship with God. And when we have bought into the counterfeit and the lie of the enemy to say, these are good, and we have taken the good in our life, the enticing good, we go deeper, deeper into the darkness because we believe in the lie of the enemy. And God is saying, Come out of it. Come out of that lie. Come out of that counterfeit. Come to the truth. You prisoners of hope, come to me. For one pain, I will give you two blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, yes. And He's calling you and I. He's calling you and I. And freely giving the Holy Spirit to fellowship and to guide us, to lead us, and give us the pure wisdom of God so we can face the demonic and worldly wisdom of the world. This is crucial and essential for us church. The power of God has power over demonic power. Allow the Holy Spirit to take you out from your own prison and come into the presence of God so you can have his blessings. Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of life. Let me remind you, we are here temporarily. We are not citizens of this world. We are not citizens of this world. One of these days, our God is going to come and dwell with us. And in His presence, we will be with Him. Yes. And all our pains, and all our sorrows, all our tears, He will wipe away. We are people of God. This world is not our home. We are citizens of heaven. Please don't forget that as you live your daily life and do great things in this world, just remember we are people of God and we are citizens of heaven and God will wipe away our tears and sorrows. Be connected to the Holy Spirit that every day you live your life, the kingdom of God is manifested through you. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing they were counted worthy to suffer shame For his name. And daily in the temple. In every house they did not cease teaching. And preaching Jesus as Christ. The Holy Spirit manifested. To show us the truth. To give us the wisdom of God. To show us the power of God. And reinforces us. To go and teach the word of God. The great commission. That's why he manifests himself. Are we good with that? Yes. Yes, This morning we're good? So as the worship team comes up, I'm going to give you an application here. Align your motive to the mission of God. Can we do that? Let our motive be aligned to the mission of God. We must choose to walk in the Word of God. Choose to walk in the Word of God and trust God for growth and increase in your life. Trust Him. And go with the Holy Spirit to teach and preach. Jesus is Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us stand. Let us stand together. And I'm going to pray. So God will prepare our hearts. As we worship. This is a powerful song. Sharon sent me on Tuesday or on Wednesday. And she said. I put this on a, uh, on a loop. Replay loop. It's an amazing powerful song. As we sing this song. You have heard the word of God. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and manifest himself in your life and point out the things that you need to work. If you're buying into counterfeit, you will come to the truth. If you're led by the wisdom of the world, you will reconnect yourself to the wisdom of God. If you feel like there is no power in your life, let the power of God revive in your heart. So the passion to go, into the world will be reignited as a church. Father, Holy Spirit,